0: unspoken question should anyone come to see her you may allow them in yes doctor the nurse made a move towards the next bed hesitating and glancing over her shoulder with one winged eyebrow raised when the doctor did not immediately follow her she too was tired and hungry it had been a long night and her feet ached miserably she yearned for the relative peace and quiet of the tiny ward kitchen where she could enjoy a refreshing cup of hot sweet tea and a slice of buttered toast. But she was too well schooled in the rigid discipline of her profession to allow her impatience to show in front of the young houseman. She was, after all, just a nurse, and must always defer to the superior intellect of the male physicians, even the junior doctors, like this pale-faced young man who looked as though he was going to collapse at any moment. She stood with her hands folded meekly in front of her, and her eyes cast down. But in her imagination she could hear the singing of the kettle on the gas ring, and smell the heady fragrance of darjeeling as boiling water was poured onto the tea leaves. In spite of his desperate need to sleep, and entering an almost dreamlike trance, Dr Harcourt found himself wishing that the girl's delicate, translucent eyelids would flutter open to reveal what he was certain would be a pair of blue eyes but they remained stubbornly closed, as if weighed down by the crescents of thick, corn-coloured eyelashes that rested on bruised smudges above sweet cheekbones. Her hair had not been shaved, as had been the custom in past times, but had been confined to a white linen cap, and escaping tendrils of sunlight gold gave a tantalising clue as to what this fragile creature must have looked like before the shipwreck that had almost cheated her of her life. The sister could stand it no longer, and she tut-tutted beneath her breath, hastily covering her lapse of etiquette by tucking the girl's stick-thin arm back beneath the covers. "'I doubt if anyone will come to see her after all this time, Doctor. It's been nearly three weeks since the accident.' Dr Harcourt came back to earth with a jolt. "'Yes, of course,' he said hurriedly. "'Just make certain that she's kept well hydrated, sister.' "'I'll stop by again before I go off duty this evening.' He forced his weary legs into motion, and he moved on to the next bed, where another woman, this time much older and almost certainly terminal, lay moaning softly in her delirium. She was, the doctor decided, noting the sickly colour of her skin and the shallowness of each painful breath, much closer to meeting her maker than she had been when he'd examined her last evening.' I think this one will not see the light of day, sister. Have her bed moved nearer to the door so that when the inevitable happens, the other patients will not be disturbed. Yes, Doctor, it will be done immediately. In the echoing cathedral-like reception area of Bart's Hospital in West Smithfield, an irate man hammered his fist on the polished mahogany desk, glaring at the clerk. Come off it, mate! There weren't that many survivors from the Caroline. You must have a list of em as was admitted that night. The clerk swallowed hard, and his fingers twitched nervously as he flipped through the pages of the admission book. I wasn't on duty that night, sir. Well someone was. You can't tell me that it ain't wrote down somewhere. I'm looking for me sister, and I won't budge until I get some information. "'Perhaps if you told me your name, I might be able to assist further.' "'What's that got to do with anything?' Oh, "'There's no need to take that tone with me, sir. Without a name, I can't help you.' Stranks, the man growled. "'Me name is Stranks. Now, are you going to help me, or do I have to choke the information out of you?' The clerk gazed round the busy atrium of the hospital, raising his hand to attract the attention of a passing porter. "Uh, ''Mr. Simms, could you spare a moment?'' Flexing his muscles, Sims strode over to the desk. ''Having trouble, Mr. Blunt?'' The clerk took a step backwards, even though the high counter stood between him and the angry man who had marched in off the street making unreasonable demands. This gent seems to think we're keeping something from him, Mr. Sims. I've told him that I'm not in a position to give out the information he requires. Look, mate. Stranks modified his tone as he stared up at Sims' lantern jaw and beetle brows drawn together.